the results are getting smaller and smaller, I guess. It's, it's really getting tighter. We are not in a situation like eight years ago where we did some replications of the same article with and tweak a few keywords and we ranked for all the locations or whatever. We're just not there anymore. Google is smarter. Google has their AI engine themselves and multiple layers of algorithms for every keyword. You need some advanced intelligence, I think. This is James Schramko. James Schramko here. Welcome back to my show. Uh, this is episode 934. Brought along my very special repeat guest, Get Malak. Welcome back. Thanks, James, for having me. We get a lot of good feedback on these episodes. Uh, it seems like SEO is not dead. <laughs> SEO, of course, is short for search engine optimization. You're really immersed in that. You've been doing it for a long time. You've got a team, you've got an app, you've got clients, you help us with our website. So you're well qualified to talk about this. Today, I want to talk about SEO implementation because I had a question during the week and it was from somebody who said to me, hey, I spoke to an SEO provider. They told me what's wrong with my SEO. They told me what I need to fix, but they couldn't help me with it. And I'm thinking, well, it's almost a waste of time, isn't it? <laughs> to do the first steps unless you plan on carrying on with the uh, implementation of the SEO. So that's really what we want to talk about. But hopefully we're going to cover sort of different ways that you can get stuff done and uh, sort of reinforce that SEO doesn't work unless you have consistent implementation. And gee, we've kind of learned that the difficult way in, in some ways, because we pump out a lot of content in my own business, it's tempting to sort of focus on the part you enjoy, like recording the podcasts or publishing the transcripts or creating an opt-in lead magnet, et cetera. But there's still a lot of heavy lifting to be done in the background. And of course, that's what you send over to my team, little Loom videos and charts from your app that show us what we need to do. There are things that need to get done. So I want to talk about that in today's episode. Awesome. It's really interesting that you bring this up on when we started out with SEO, we were also mostly analyzing running site audits. We still do this, but at some point we figured out people seem to be having really trouble and implementing those suggestions. We line everything up in tasks, prioritized action items based on impact and effort, etc. But then you really need to make sure you have a consistent process of execution. Like you say, many people we talk to as well before audits say, look, what we do for SEO is really getting a couple of articles out every, every couple of weeks. But then we check out what traffic actually comes to the site. And we see a lot of those articles are not doing as well as they could do with some consistent SEO work. So it's not enough to put this out and tick a few boxes on a plugin. Implementation is a little bit more, and we're definitely going to address this today. Would you say there's any sort of formula or ratio between the amount you create versus how much you should promote or work on the stuff you create? Because I get a sense that we put too much emphasis on creation for a long time. And uh, speaking to yourself and also other friends of ours like Charlie Valor sort of focused on, hey, you know what? You've got plenty of content, but you need to tune it, trim it, look for the best bits, cut away the stuff that's not important, put more effort on promoting the things that are important. In your case, optimize the page. Uh, you're close, but not quite at the top ranking. So change this or, you know, everything's great, except you really need to tune up the speed of the site or Something like that is often going to make a big difference, but it's extra work required after just creating the content. So what's the magic formula, if there is one? I'm not much about magic formulas. I'm about consistently tracking and monitoring what is actually happening on the site. And this is where we created the app that just shows us what kind of things are working and what kind of things are not. 
So what kind of articles are hardly getting traffic, but convert decently? What kind of articles convert and don't get enough traffic and we could do something about it? We're really conversion focused in the first place and then just try to make decisions based on this. I agree many of our clients have too much content or at least more than they actually leverage. And what this means is that we have, for example, a client come to us with 200 podcast episodes and rather poorly described, this did work a few years ago, doesn't work anymore. And we essentially asked him to specifically not create new content, but focus all the resources of new content creation to optimizing the existing content. And existing content is amazing. It was just not in line with what Google actually wanted to rank. So what we focus on on that side with his team essentially is redoing all those old blog posts, bringing them to today's standards to based on today's user experience expectations and structure, et cetera. And they tend to rank really, really well. So if you had great content in the past, very often it's just a matter of really leveraging this for SEO purposes. And then obviously promotion also on other channels is a big part. You want to make sure that all the work you put into the creation actually is valuable. If you just get a few page views here and there for the content that you have probably spent the day on or someone on your team, it's just not the leverage point you actually want. I remember it was a bit of a sad moment when you said, hey, listen, you should um, put your categories and tags to no index, you know, <laughs> and I'm like, oh man, like we had so many pages, you know, indexed in Google and it felt like we were doing something good. But if I were to summarize what you just said, in some cases, a lot of the people listening to this probably already have a bit of a mature website and they do have content. We had to turn stuff off and then focus our efforts on just getting the right pages. And you said something really important before. You said you focus on conversions. Now, this is a bit of a magic trick that other SEO companies use. They want to focus on ranking for a particular key phrase, but that may not be a key phrase that is relevant to conversions. It might be a vanity key phrase or one that the SEO company can actually easily rank for, but it may not be important. So I like how you go beyond that and you say, well, what are the goals of this website? You know, what are you actually trying to do? Do you want opt-ins? Do you want someone to call your phone number? Do you want someone to buy something? And then you work on that. That's what you've done for us. There's certain phrases for my business that generate me a customer. And that's what we rank for, but we had to get there by turning stuff off. And by we, this is probably where I want to go next. Who's the we? In our relationship, Get, you've got this fantastic app. You've got your team and you prepare a little summary for us on what we need to do and you integrate with my team and my team then go and execute stuff. But not everyone's got a little team. So who is the we with your typical arrangement from seoleverage.com? Mm -hmm. So usually we work with clients directly, with their teams directly. I just was in an email put in touch with a team of a new client of ours who just we're just onboarding. But there are clients who have a very small business, run a very tight online business, for example, don't want to really manage a team. And this is where we have been building up over the years, a team of almost close to 30 people right now, um, <laughs> actually implementing stuff. So we have our content writing team, we have our implementers, we have our consultants, we have our link billing team, just to make sure that all the things we come up in our app, and the app does a lot of number crunching there to figure out what kind of conversion driving URLs really could do better and how we really want to implement this. So we have usually two kinds of ways, probably half and half. When I check out my client base, half of our clients probably just work based on our instructions like you with your team. 
the other half relies on our team to do the implementation and limits themselves really to approving content or we ask them questions about their clients, et cetera, to get a very good feeling of who they want to reach and who they don't want to reach. And then just make sure that the consistent implementation flow goes. And this is then really independent of what they're actually doing. Very often, some other things are important. The launch, Christmas comes around, situation changes, holidays, etc. And SEO gets left behind. And this is a really important part that the consistent implementation needs to happen, no matter what happens in a business. Yeah, it's kind of like, look, you said before, no magic tricks. And I keep picking up this theme, consistent you may not get the result tomorrow or next week with SEO. However, when you do put in that work with either your team or our team, whoever actually does the stuff, with a consistent effort over time, you can start getting the results. I've seen some people uh, not be so reliant on or not even need at all paid traffic channels. The benefit, of course, if you took a big website like mine and you trim it and prune it and tune it up and you get high-performing, high-converting pages ranking, you can actually direct paid traffic to them and you can actually get the magnifier effect, right? Absolutely. We, de- we never recommend turning paid channels off. This is very often the first request people ask us for. They want to build up SEOs. Sometimes they don't have a choice. <laughs> they, you know, right. I bet you get the call, listen, our uh, Facebook account's been shut down. We need to do SEO now. We need to be ranking tomorrow. Right. This would, be, would really be a, a unique selling point if we could manage to do this. SEO doesn't happen that fast. But also... At the same time, if you add SEO to the mix, you just get better cost per acquisition, better cost per lead on average. It doesn't make too much sense to turn off a traffic channel that's actually working at a reasonable cost for you. But if you add SEO, those clicks are free. Those clicks drive additional audience in that probably even converts better. So you just get better cost per acquisition, better conversion costs, and definitely scale your business and put it on a more stable foundation. So pretty much the flow is the app gathers all this data, analyzes stuff. It tells you where to focus. You communicate that to the client. The client and their team implement stuff and then the cycle continues. The app updates, the data gets analyzed, it tells you what to do. And you've got this consistent improvement process that over time keeps your SEO fit, I guess, like health, right? It's very similar to fitness training. I very often compare what I'm doing to a fitness trainer and a fitness trainer is just not going to get results if I just work out once in a while during the year. It's just not happening. And at the same time, I'm not going to the gym a couple of times doesn't make me look fitter or healthier. I need to put in the consistency and at some point results kick in. And this is really what a SEO really requires. We need to touch the same article, optimize the same article multiple times a year, possibly if it's one of the conversion driving articles. We need to figure out where we can actually target the right audience in a better way. And this is just something that's consistent. We have updates all the time on Google. Google shifts their gears as well. And we need to readjust. It's a moving target. So the closer you are to what's actually happening in a competitive landscape, the better you can really adjust. And it's really, to address what you mentioned earlier, it's really not about those keywords. Every page might be ranking for 500, 5,000 different keywords. This is something people very often don't have on their radar. They want to rank one page for one keyword, but this is ranking for hundreds of variations of this keyword possibly. So just aiming at one single ranking and defining the success or failure of an SEO campaign based on one specific ranking is essentially just not leveraging the entire potential it has. I was just auditing a a site that has an article that ranks for 3,000 different keywords and probably 2,000 of them are highly relevant. Because Google just keeps seeing new variations of search queries they don't even know about, that don't come up yet in the tools we have at hand. So we just want to make sure that we are 
have a very stable foundation and are very close to what Google wants to see. Love it. Leverage by name, leverage by nature, seoleverage.com. So thinking about the clients of yours across your portfolio who mm-hmm. implement well, who are good with SEO implementation, let's say they're the gold standard, what can we learn from them? We can definitely learn they can get to hundreds, sometimes thousands of email leads a month with consistent implementation. We can learn that either they have the team in place that is focused on SEO and they update all those articles regularly that are important for their business and drive those conversions, or they rely on us to do this for them. We can learn that they are flexible when it comes to testing new things. We just launched a new feature in our app where we test things and are able to track a sample of URLs that gets a particular change. And what we can essentially learn from this change, is this good? Can we roll this out sideways? Should we change something else? A consistent habit of flexible dedication, so to speak, to the SEO efforts and that actually get implemented as soon as possible definitely shows a strong relation to the actual results people are getting. And of course, I mean, implementing on the wrong thing is useless as well, right? So how good is your app these days? I know you've been working on a lot in the background, and I know that you rely upon that for the information that you use to update the portfolio. Like, yep. Where is it at in terms of, of apps? We have been working on this quite long and are adding essentially new tweaks and features all the time. We have brought it to a level where we can really help clients figure out a lot of things by cross-referencing data from different points, be it their competitors, be it their conversion data. Google Search Console shows us what kind of keywords a certain URL comes up. We can cross-reference how URLs are going up and down during the different months. We can have testing features. We crawl the website. We have trackings on whether a different title brings higher click-through rates. So there are a lot of features. All features are focused on execution. I think this is important. This is not an analysis tool where you're going to spend hours and hours looking at data like you might with Ahrefs or with Google Analytics or whatever. We fetch the most important KPIs. This is important, I think. You're not looking at tons of data. We fetch the most important KPIs and then the app tries to make sense of them. And once you see that, for example, all keywords that contain, maybe in your case, revenue share are moving up, this is an important indicator. And if they move down, it's another indicator. We just need to say, okay, how relevant are we over time? And once you see an easy, very easy yellow, uh, green, and, green and red highlighting in the app, you can just see it at one glance what is actually happening. And where am I getting my conversion? Where am I in the reds? On the high converting URLs, for example, I need to do something about this. Many, many clients come to us and say, look, we have been doing SEO for two years. Uh, now all the images are optimized. And the speed is great, and we don't know what to do next, but they should probably just have focused on five articles that drive the conversions. So it's very often, it's just so easy to spend money in SEO on an area that doesn't make sense or doesn't really move the needle. And it takes and some machine learning these days, and hopefully soon artificial intelligence in our app as well, to figure out some things that actually make sense across the entire data set. It's just too much data to actually, for a human to make sense of it all. Are we at the point now where it's probably unrealistic to have an in-house SEO person you know, who's just subscribing to a couple of tools and they're going to be able to do a top-level job of it? It's still probably standard. The results are getting smaller and smaller, I guess. It's, it's really getting tighter. We're not in a situation like eight years ago where we did some replications of the same article with and tweak a few keywords and mm-hmm. we ranked for all the locations or whatever. We're just not there anymore. Google is smarter. Google has their AI engine themselves and multiple layers of algorithms for every keyword. 
you need to some advanced intelligence, I think. So the tools, we still have a lot of tools and in-house SEO might have as well. But then the bigger agencies are going to have some machine learning behind to actually make sense and drive the focus. If you have an article on a site like with 1500 articles, for example, you just can't optimize everything at once. You need the focus and the focus needs to come from the map. So imagine you're an e-commerce store owner and you think, okay, well, I'm not going to go and hire a high priced SEO expert to work in our business. I'm going to go and I'll get seoleverage.com to be my agency. I'm going to hook into their app. They're going to tell us what to do. What's the dream team that I'm going to requisition on my side of the fence to be able to get the job done? Who am I looking for? What kind of roles Mm -hmm. would be ideal? If you looked over their list of resources and said, oh, wow, you have the perfect team to deal with us, what would that look like? The first one for me is always a tech service. So you don't have to worry about the tech of the website, don't have to worry about caching, speed, and all these kinds of things. And this is also the only thing we can't really take over, which is the programming work. So we can't be technically responsible for a website. It's not our thing. We're SEOs. So we always rely on someone being able to maintain the tech and we recommend a team rather than an individual person for this, just based on some experience clients had here. Yeah, I know know it's like often uh, that when that person doesn't want to play, it can be very awkward, can't it? (laughs) When the tech person hides their toolkit. Absolutely, absolutely. Clients hand over everything to a service rather than an individual person on a weekend. Yeah. And this person came back and didn't have a client anymore because they just did not respond to an urgent case, right? And then again, Sometimes we see when it really relies on a person, some things that can happen, mistakes that can happen in the technical side take too long to get solved. We had a client no index their homepage, for example, by accident. And even though we pushed them to fix this as soon as possible, it took them weeks. Yeah. So just for in layman's terms, that's where the client turned their page off and said to Google, please don't put this page in your index so it disappeared from google for a couple of weeks that is savage it actually happens quite commonly when people do a a website upgrade they put it in development mode and turn the new development off so that it doesn't get found and then they forget to turn it back on when it goes live it's even happened to us once but you know it didn't take long to fix but it's a common mistake so okay you've got a tech person who else right Uh, you definitely want to have someone who can and wants to write so content. Content creator, yep. not only writer, but also images, visual aspects, etc. cetera, more and more important. So maybe a designer as well. Could be possibly a designer or at least someone who can bring up some decent images. You want to have a strategy person or an SEO, which is very often the role we take yep. when we guide the strategy with the app for our clients. And you want to have a link builder. And link building is a little bit of a particular kind of job, I always say, because you really want someone who knows how to do this and has been doing this for a while. This is really hard to train someone up from scratch. Do you do this? We have our link building team in-house. So we have link builders. I think those are the ones that have the most experience in our team because this really requires it. They have been doing this for many, many years. And you also need the tools, the context, the relationships with other site owners, et cetera, to make this happen. So in-house link billing can be done, but you want to have someone who has the connections already and comes to your team or outsource this to a trusted service. Do you sometimes sort of chat with a client about what your service is going to do, how much it's going to cost, what sort of challenges their website's having and how to fix it? But also, do you talk to them about their team and ensure that the suggestions you have are actually going to be implemented? as part of your consulting? 
Absolutely. First of all, we sometimes have rejected clients who said they didn't want to go with us, but didn't have the team in place. And we know if it's the site owner who is eager to do SEO and but is going to be responsible for the implementation, we just know it's not going to happen. Mm. And it's very real. It's just unrealistic. Frustrating, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. really? I've seen that. It's been a problem for me sometimes as a coach when I have someone who's got too small a team or no team and they've got these great ideas and not just SEO, but just in general, but they can't implement. They can't get their offer page up. They can't get their emails written. They can't get the copy. They can't have the design. They can't deliver the products, et cetera. So is there an ideal type of client you generally work with who you sort of think, oh, wow, they're going to go really well? We have different types of clients. We work with a lot of Shopify sites, for example. Mm -hmm. Uh, They have a lot of potential because Shopify out of the box is not really SEO optimized. So e-commerce, definitely. Uh, We work with coaches, membership sites, online courses. So these are probably the most common types of clients we work with. And then also some B2B service providers, et cetera, are getting great value because they just build up the top of the funnel. And like agencies? Agencies possibly as well, coaching, consulting areas as well. And what about size? Is there a size by either team size or revenue size that starts to work? Probably, yeah. If you're in, in the middle six figures, I think this is definitely a good start because then you can dedicate the necessary resources to the team, to an agency and the possible additional costs for link building, for whatever content writing, et cetera. Sometimes we need to write content in batches and need the resources for this. I think this is probably a good start to work with an agency like ours. And before that, just with the app and some guidance, you can already get quite far as well if you work this on your own or with your small team. Perfect. Well, why don't you wrap it up for us then? So on the topic of SEO implementation, what's your best advice for someone who is thinking about getting SEO services? I would say it's, it's really important to understand you, you harvest what you implement in SEO, right? So you, we have had clients get the greatest suggestions and the greatest strategies, and we're happy with everything we mapped out, but we're not able to implement. If you can't implement every week, every two weeks, what has been lined up, it's probably better to look for a different way to work. And this can be either outsourcing the implementation or choosing a completely different strategy channel. Otherwise, expecting SEO results without a consistent implementation is just not going to happen. I love it. Uh, always raw, straight up. I uh, appreciate it, Get We know exactly what we're getting with you. So there you have it. This is episode 934. We'll put this up at jamesschramko.com. If you've got any questions about SEO, get in touch with Get. He's uh, a, a very friendly guy at seoleverage.com. A regular guest on this show is a partner of mine. I've enjoyed working with Get immensely because he's looking after a great deal of my own clients and getting them great results, which makes my job easy. So I appreciate it. I appreciate you and everything that you do. And also, of course, you know, you're my SEO guy and that's been getting us great results as well. So the proof is in the results and I appreciate it so much. Thank you, James. This is James Schramko. 